Ladies, I don't know about you, but I am so ready to set a new intention and a new vision for 2021. If you want to hop on and reshape your mindset, your body, your physical body, self-talk, learn how to just stop the negative talk and transform your mind, learn some new workouts and movements, manage your stress and overcome roadblocks that have been just keeping you back. Learn some new self-care and affirmations and hear from top experts and guest trainers to help you build more confidence and faith in yourself. Then you need to jump on in to my eight-week group coaching program starting January 11th. I cannot wait to share what this program is, and how it will transform you. Send me a message if it's something you are interested in and want to learn more about. I hope to hear from you soon and enjoy this episode. My name is Kelly Tyen and welcome to Addicted to the Climb. Hey guys, welcome to the show. You are going to learn how I overcome adversity, hear from people just like you that have faced challenges and still keep climbing. Are you ready to elevate your life and choose your path? Let's do it together. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I am so excited and honored to have my next guest today. I know many of you women that are listening and mothers are probably going to relate to this woman, especially if you've ever felt overwhelmed, suffering, and maybe drowning in debt at times. These are just a few things that my guest, Julianne Kirkland, has gone through. Can anybody relate to that? Any of those? Overwhelm? I mean, how about right now in the times we're in? I'm sure people can relate to this. Julianne is known as an inspired life mentor. Her book called The Water Walker is an international bestseller, which is all about a mother's resilient journey of manifesting God's strength to overcome life's obstacles. As a life coach and speaker, she is also a mother of six, including quadruplets. I can't wait to talk about that, Julianne. So welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you, Kelly. I am so excited to be here. Oh my gosh. I have been looking forward to this since we met. Julianne and I met a few short months ago during our mastermind, which connected us in the most amazing way ever. The women that we're with, it's faith-based, which just puts me right in my element. And I'm just so happy we met. And your story is so inspiring just the resilient woman that you are, and especially right now, having you on the show today, couldn't be more perfect. People are longing for hope and just to get back on their feet somehow. So I am just really happy that you're here. I feel so blessed to have you and I want to dive in. But before we do, I want to ask you a fun, a few fun questions to start. Okay. 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 Let, let's let's start in a fun in a fun way right now. I'm always up for fun, Kelly. <laughs> okay. So, well, how about this? What do you do for fun, Julian? What what's what's fun in your life right now? You know what's so funny about that is that when I tell people I have quads, I don't know if it's because they're in this like state of shock, but their reaction is always like, "Oh, that sounds fun." And I'm like, "What? What do you do for 
fun. <laughs> no, that's not. Nope. Having six kids is not fun. <laughs> Do we have fun moments? Absolutely. But anyway, I just, I always think that's funny. It is. Um, <laughs> I was like I, that. <laughs> yes. I make sure I experience fun every single day. It's actually one of the priorities I have in my schedule is to have 15 minutes of play, not like play on my phone, but like actually get out, use my body, use my imagination and play. And that has really helped anchor in my core values that I hold and allows me to really enjoy life more because when we are in the season of overwhelm, it's so easy to be stuck there. You know, it's an object in motion remains in motion and that it's true. And that's, I want to continue to do that. And so I love getting out and riding scooters with my kids and playing Barbies with Bradley and just, you know, doing all these fun type things. But my absolute most fun thing to do is to get out and be in nature and just kind of experience adventure with my family. Oh, I love that. I'm, I'm going to schedule some time to do that. I, you know, it's, it sounds so simplest, you know, simple, just schedule fun. I think I, I'm going to shoot and say, 95% 95% of people probably don't do that. They don't schedule fun in their day, especially every day, like you said. But that can that can really bring you to another level, I yeah. think. It really Absolutely. can. Absolutely. I, I love that. Oh, that's that's amazing. What about what is your favorite book right now? What are you reading right now? What am I reading right now? I um just started reading uh Still by Jenny Donnelly. Um, which, you know, is recommended to us by Brooke. And I'm also reading uh, Lisa Bevere's Goddaughter book. And um, I'm always flipping through Brendan Bouchard's um, habit book. I can't, usually it's right beside me, but I can't find it right now. But (laughs) I, I love those. The thing about like reading stories is I have a hard time not finishing. Like I can't just jump around from chapter to chapter, but um, things like uh, that are about personal development, I can just go to and read a chapter and then put that down and then go do something else. And so I like to have kind of both going at the same time. I agree. That's exactly, you're reading everything that I'm pretty much reading at the moment. And I go from one to the other. So right. I can't, I, I don't, I can't really read stories as well. I like to read stuff to, you know, self-development right. things that, and I can read a paragraph and say, great. I'm going to use that today. So I do the same thing. I love it. And I love, I'm reading Godmother as well. I just started. So that's an amazing book so far. I love her. All right. What about your favorite meal? Oh, my favorite meal. Okay. So (laughs) this was asked of me back when I was in high school and I got, um, I don't remember what the award was for for volleyball. And I was in the newspaper and they asked me that question and I wasn't prepared for it. And I was like, waffles. (laughs) I love waffles, <laughs> but, but it's true. Who doesn't? I, Eggos? I love a waffle. Of course. <laughs> Who doesn't love, especially Eggo waffles? Those are the best. <laughs> okay, last one before we dive in. What, what is the first thing you do in the morning? The first thing I do in the morning is um, I go out into the living room after, of course, I get my cup of coffee and I spend time anchoring in God's word. That's, that's the first thing I do in the morning. I love it. Amen to that. That's the only way I can start my day. Yes. Okay. So I want to jump right in 
because, and what I want to do first is just read a couple sentences on the back of your book, because this book is just so inspiring. And I, I can't wait for you to get into detail, but I just want people to hear that it says, as Julianne tries to keep her business afloat while mothering two young boys, she discovers she's pregnant with quadruplets. I have to say it again, quadruplets. My brain can't, I can't wrap my head around it. I talk about you every day in my family. (laughs) But after fighting not only for their lives, but also her own physical and mental health is when she can finally breathe again. That is until she faces the unforgiving disease that ravages her father's mind while wading through her family's battle with Alzheimer's, she ends up supporting another family member struggling with alcoholism. Julianne, you have been through a lot, my friend. <laughs> and I, why don't you take us back to those, to that point of time in your life? Yeah. You know, you had your two boys and you're shooting for another one. You're trying to get pregnant. Why don't you start there? Tell us that whole, how that all played out. And when you first heard the words, you're having quadruplets. I know, I know. So it's funny because my husband only ever wanted one kid. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Here we are six later. It's fine. Wow. (laughs) um, So we had our, our two little boys that are almost exactly two years apart. And I just really wanted a girl. And Matt was like, aren't you, you know, content with our children? I'm like, it's not about that. Like, I feel like we're not done yet. You know what I mean? And so I actually got pregnant with twins and I was, I was so sure they were going to be twin girls. Right. I mean, how perfect would that be? Two boys, two years apart, followed by twin girls, like, hello, perfect family. Um, And I ended up miscarrying. I miscarried one. And then the doctors assured me that the second one would develop no problems. And several weeks later, I miscarried that one. And so I just, like, I remember talking to my husband and saying, you know, I don't want this to be the end of our story. I don't want this, this defeat to be the end of our story. You know, I I believe that God's going to redeem this for us. And um, at that time, I discovered that along with my endometriosis and my PCOS, um, that I actually had way fewer eggs than I, a woman of my age should have. And so like my ovaries were presenting themselves, I think 12 to 15 years older than what I actually was. And so it was this big, like, Oh dear, (laughs) what, you know? Oh no. So, um, Matt agreed my husband, Matt, he agreed that we could do one round of Clomid and with an IUI. And that's not the, um, you know, where they take everything out. That's just the turkey baster for all those who want to know what that is. (laughs) It's the turkey baster. Um, But that resulted in quadruplets. And when we did the turkey baster, and then you have to call back after you take a home pregnancy test that reads positive. And so I called the doctor back and she's like, great, come in, you know, we'll check your levels, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, okay, so we'll go in and do that. And then I was to call back a week later and I called back and I said, so am I pregnant? And she goes, oh yeah, 
And so I was thinking, oh, it's twins. I know it's going to be twins. You know, I thought for sure it was going to be twins just in the way that she had said that because my levels were so high. And so um, I actually went to that first ultrasound appointment without my husband. I was like, oh, it's like I've done it before. You know, it's not a big deal. Honey, if anything, it's going to be two. We're good. So I go in and she's scanning and she's like, one, two. And I was like, oh, I knew it. And she's like, three. And I was like, oh, and she goes, four, hold on, one, two, three, four, hold on. And then she runs out of the room, grabs another physician and brings her into the room. She's like, I need you to help me count. And I'm like, here are two doctors, like medical degree doctors needing help to count the four. <laughs> I, I have chills right now. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in the room with you. I'm, I'm putting myself, I'm a mom. I'm in that room. I, I, I don't even know how you are <laughs> not screaming. <laughs> I just, I just sat there and stared at the monitor like, oh. <laughs> and so both doctors counted to four. And my first response is, okay, can one of you tell my husband? Like, who has four babies is what I kept saying. Like, who has four babies? And they were like, I mean, it happens. We've never had it happen, <laughs> but it happens. <laughs> And I was like, okay, do you have a pamphlet? Like, how do I do this? <laughs> and um, it was in that moment that the doctor said, but I want you to understand that the likelihood of all four developing is very minimal. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. So I went home and with full expecting that at most we would have three. And I thought, surely, we can handle three people have triplets, you know, like they make outfits for triplets. Like it's a thing. People have triplets. So I thought, okay, it would be a lot, but we can handle that. We can, we can do that. Um, and <laughs> I had the ultrasound photos of, of the four and my husband comes in and he's got the dinner heating up in the microwave. And I walk into the kitchen and I'm like, so I had my appointment today. And he's like, oh yeah, how'd that go? And I was like, good. He's like, okay, so we have two. And I was like, we have four. And he was like, four what? And I was like, babies. <laughs> and he just stared at me. And he goes, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And he turns and just stares back at the microwave. And I'm like, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be over here in the living room. So like when you're ready, you just I'll I'll be over here. <laughs> And it did. I mean, it took him the whole rest of the night to process. Kinda, yeah, totally. Exactly. I mean, how do you process something like that? How long did it take you to actually, when you went to bed, I just have to know how, when you went to bed that night, did you sleep? Was it excitement? Were you scared? What was the emotions that you were going through? It was all of it. And Kelly, to be honest, like I still... Like yesterday morning, they were all sitting at our kitchen bar eating breakfast and I grabbed my husband and I just pulled him in. I'm like, look, like there's four of them, you know, and I just, I feel so blessed and so privileged and as hard as it is, I am so honored that God chose me to mother these, these kids. But I had gone to the second ultrasound appointment and they only detected three heartbeats. 
And we're like, oh, okay, it is just going to be three. We're just going to have the triplets. Okay, well, we can handle triplets. Uh, so we went back home. We're telling friends, oh, it's just going to be three triplets, blah, blah, blah. And then two weeks later, we went back and boop, that fourth heartbeat. <laughs> so we're like, oh, okay, well, quads is definitely going to require God's strength because I don't have it. So did you always have God's strength? Did, were you a very a faithful girl in childhood did your faith develop as you got older how did that yeah. um, relate so i i grew up in the church i came to know jesus early on in life um i rem i specifically remember asking jesus into my heart on 9 11 sitting on the the arm of my couch in my living room just watching the devastation of the nation like i remember speaking it out loud I've had a relationship with him before, but that's my first like memory of, of having that conversation. Um, and then it wasn't until Campbell, my oldest was born and the nurse came to take him to go get him washed up and cleaned. And I was like, she hurts my child. I will cut her. Like, <laughs> like I will end her if she messes with my baby. <laughs> and it was at that moment that I was like, oh, like God, you sacrificed your only son for me. Like I can live for you. You know what I mean? Like that, that was the moment that I got it, that I got the severity and the importance of that sacrifice of who Jesus is. Mm. I was like, okay, he, he died for me. I can live for him. You know, like uh, how beautiful is that? Of course I can. Mm -hmm. And and that is how you got through the quadruplets. 100%. 100%. 100%. And that's all you need to know, people that are listening. Have your faith. Build your faith. If this woman, Julianne, can do it, you definitely yeah. can do it. Yeah. Now, Julianne, in the midst of this pregnancy and everything that I read on the back of your book, talking yeah. about this, when you found out you were pregnant, you know, you're facing your father at the, yeah. was, was this all at the same time? Yeah. So the book goes over like a five-year storm. I compare it to a hurricane, how it starts as like a storm and then turns into a tropical depression. And then it, you know, it starts gaining speed and gaining power. And that's exactly what happened over the five years. Um, and so experiencing Alzheimer's, especially the kind that my dad had, he died when he was just 63 years old. Um, 18 months after being diagnosed. So it was very rapid. It was very aggressive. And, um, you know, he didn't understand water. Like he was afraid to get in a bathtub. He was afraid to get in the shower because the water's clear in his mind. He couldn't register that, you know? And so his mind was broken and experiencing that with my dad, it brought about this beautiful revelation that while we have the ability to choose one thought over another, I will never take that for granted again. And that was, that was the biggest turning point for me from going from that pain that all that caused to the power now that I can help others with. Wow. That, th that's beautiful. Thank and you. How, how you really, I, I mean, honestly, I never thought about it like that. I want you to say that again. Yeah. Let's so that again, we have the ability. He didn't, 
he had Alzheimer's. His brain was broken. It would not function. He could not form thoughts. We do. As long as we have our ability to choose one thought over another, never take that for granted. That is your greatest power. You want to achieve anything in your life, more money, more abundance, more anything. It starts with your mind. It's those choices you make in your mind on a daily basis. I love that. Now, what about, what can you say to the woman or the man right now listening that struggles in their mindset and has so many negative thoughts and they, they're telling lies to themselves? Yeah. What do you say to them? How, yeah. how can they change that mindset? How, where do they start? How, how do you talk to yourself? Yeah, it starts with one thought at a time. You know, it's recognizing when you are hitting those, those thought ceilings, like those limiting beliefs that you have, those lies, that garbage, that head garbage that you have. And it's so easy to say when somebody brings it to your attention, okay, well, I'll, I'll take the trash out, right? I'll take that head garbage out. But if you're not putting in the good stuff to replace it, your mind is going to go right back to thinking those thoughts because that's what it knows. Our brain works on the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. And so that will always fall back to your default until you start making the right stuff, until you start inserting the right stuff into your mind and consistently pursuing that. And so I would ask that person, okay, what are you watching? What are you listening to? Like, what are you allowing to come into your mind? Because that right there is going to be the first indication of what's going on is what you're allowing to come into your mind. I had an employee one time who uh, just was really struggling with drama. She was like, I just feel like I'm always around drama and drama is attracted to me wherever I go. And I asked her, so what are you watching? I watch The Bachelor and I watch this and watch this. I'm like, <laughs> like that's, that's what your brain knows now. That's what it recognizes as bringing you joy because you watch it and it's fun and it's exciting and you're a part of that drama. So your brain's going to seek out drama everywhere it goes because that's what it knows. So you've got to eliminate that and then start pouring in the good stuff. Wow. These are conversations I'm actually having in the present moment with both my kids at so this important. right at this moment. Yeah. And, and you know, my son is 14 and my daughter's 21. You know, it's hard for them to understand that, what you just spoke about. Because right. I try to say, you know, what are you watching? What are you consuming? And it's social media and the shows that are on are just pouring garbage in their minds. And, and like you said, you wonder why your headspace is in the space that it's in. Right. And, and that's very important for you mothers out there and dads out there. I just spoke about this on a podcast yesterday. You have to pour life into your children on a daily basis because they're being bombarded the most with right. all the garbage and they're going to grow up with that same garbage carrying on their shoulders if you don't take charge and help them. Because right. our negative thoughts are going to be there no matter what. Right. If we can try to help our kids and lessen them in any way we can, I just love what you said about what you're pouring in. It's so important. Even adults right now, everyone listening, just think about what Julianne just said in a quiet way when this 
podcast is over, if you're listening to it right now, shut it off and really think about all the things that are entering your mind on a daily basis, who you're hanging around, what gossip you're talking to this one about. If it's gossip all the time, you might need to pull back a little bit and that's okay with the with your circle of friends, with what you're watching. Just try it. I say just try it for a week and see how your headspace changes. Yes. And now, Kelly, now is the perfect time to do that. <laughs> you know, exactly. while everybody shut down. Okay. Get quiet. Get real with yourself. Exactly. You know? yeah. And it's 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 almost easy to recognize it in other people. You can recognize it in your children, mm. you know, but yeah. it's hard to change those conversations you're having with yourself. And so that's where it's really important to get involved with a coach or a mentor or somebody who can really come alongside you and be like, hey. Come on, you said you wanted this for your life. Don't don't back down now. Don't back out now. Don't withdraw now. You know, that's that's been so huge for me. And have you always had a mentor or a coach or who was the person that you pulled your strength from as you, you know, were starting your career and the pregnancy? And did you have that one person that led yeah, you? So I had um one Jesus. <laughs> And, and, you know, the ultimate, and then he's the ultimate superhero is what we say in our family. Um, but I was so blessed. I had the most amazing neighbor and she has just been a great mentor in my life. She's always held me accountable to God's truth. And because I, I'm a woman, I can manipulate pretty much anything. You know what I mean? Like we're just gifted in that way, as was Eve in the garden. Like we can turn words around and, and we can make a case for whatever it is that we're believing. Right. I think that's one of, of women's powers. And she always held me to that truth. Oh, really? Well, what does God say is true? And I'll be like, don't, <laughs> you know? And so she didn't let me back down into my excuses. And she always did it in a loving manner. And, um, you know, I just, I've always appreciated that about her, but in my business, I always had business coaches and stuff like that. And so I've always known of that higher level of that different way of thinking. And when I was pregnant with the quads, I was sent down two hours away from my family from, I was alone, you know, hugely pregnant on bed rest. And I was like, okay, well, my salon company back home is greatly expanding. Like it's growing huge. I'm physically growing huge. You know, like our family is about to double in size. I think it's time that Julianne up levels because everything else is growing. I have to grow too, you know? And it was at that point that I enrolled in John Maxwell's leadership certification. And so I actually ended up getting John Maxwell certified. I mean, Julianne, did you, did you really have to take on another whole thing? I did. <laughs> wow. I did. <laughs> Listen, that's the point when you're, you were in the midst of all that. I think that's the moment where a lot of people throw the towel in, right. they give up. And I just have to ask again, how, why did you want to level up to a whole new level in the midst of it all, how, what was pushing you to do that? John Maxwell actually talks about, it's called the law of the lid. And it's saying that the organization will only ever rise to being right up under, however, whatever um, level the leader is at. 
So your leadership lid, and then your will only rise to that lid, right? And again, so I had this company that was expanding and it was just kind of pushing against where I was. My body was physically <laughs> pushing against where I was. You know, my family was about to double and I'm like, okay, I, I have got to grow. Everything around me is trying to grow and I am keeping it down. And, you know, I want to be able to pour into my kids. I don't want to give into excuses. Yes, I'm on bed rest. I could be watching TV. I sure could. I sure did. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I can also be feeding my mind. And that it was so important to me. And I like, that's why I wanted to be on this podcast so much because I am addicted to the climb. There, there is no final destination for me. You know, I don't, it's not like, oh, once I get to this point, I've made it. I don't, I don't think anybody should ever limit themselves with that statement. Like God has called us to just great abundance. And it's, it's this constant journey and we're supposed to enjoy the journey. Mm. If you're not enjoying it, it's time to take a look at what you're doing. I absolutely love what you just said because my Peloton instructors always say in my classes, there are no ceilings. There are just floors. What floor are you going to keep climbing to? There's no ceiling. You have to keep going. So I love that. And again, that's pouring into me. We need to keep pouring those thoughts into our, our heads and not stop because you're right. When you reach the end of this, what is it? You're, you're done. You're over. It's like, you can relate that to your fitness, your health. Listen, it's never over. We're a work in progress at all times. Yeah. And it's those people, they're like, oh, the glory days. No, no, they're still to come. No, no, don't stop it. (laughs) Exactly. I just, I I was out last night with a, um, a really close girlfriend. We had dinner. She just turned 50 and she, she did. She was saying, oh, it's, uh, I don't know. I feel like. The, the glory days are over. I said, no, you're entering a new decade, girl. Yes. The 50s. Think of all the greatness that's going to come out of this decade. And yeah. she says, really? She, it was almost like she never thought about it. Right. <laughs> She's thinking it's over. She's like, right. well, my other girlfriends that are talking about their 50 and 52, they're talking that they only have 20 years left. What? I said, what? what? How no. can you think like that? No way. Get a new circle. <laughs> No, there's so much more to come. And I, and you know, you, you mentioned somewhere, it might've been in your, your book, maybe, because I am almost done with your book, but you said your fate, one of your favorite quotes is set a goal so big that you can't achieve it until you grow into the person that can. And and it just relates to what we said. And I loved that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also like, you know, one of the biggest things that, those storms revealed for me is because I'd always heard, you know, your character is, is uh, revealed in times of trouble. Right. Um, And you have to develop your character before the times of trouble happen. You know, and I, in, in the beginning of the book, I give the illustration of, of Noah's Ark. Like he didn't build the Ark once it started raining he had to build the ark before the rain came, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, don't wait until the crap happens till you're put in that really hard situation. 
to start thinking, okay, well, I, I have to be better. I have to do things better. I have to change how I'm thinking, right? Like you have to start every single day. Just one thing you can gather for yourself. Just, just try and up-level 1% every day, 1%. And then look what will happen in a year. It is so true. And, you know, I want you to right now, I want you to speak to a woman right now at home. Maybe she's in the midst of a, a rainfall in her life right now. She, maybe she can't even get out of bed. What advice and what hope can you tell her right now that speak right to that woman? I would tell you that this too shall pass. And so often we are told that when we are in those hard times, you know, we hear it a lot at funerals, but the truth is the good times pass too. And so you have to love who you are and know who you were created to be so that you can experience both for what it is meant to be because tests will come. But the thing is, like, you get to keep testing until you get it right. That's, that's the beauty of how redeeming God's love is for you. Like, he wants the best for you. And if you are in a trial right now, then there is something that he is working on in you that once you make it through it, it's glorious and it's beautiful And I never would have imagined in those five years what glory would come out of it. You know, Psalm 126, five says, they they who sow in tears shall reap in joyful singing. And it's not just joyful, it's joyful singing like that. Yeah, you know, (laughs) just and so if you were in that that moment of tears, just know the joyful singing is coming and do not give up. Do not give up. Mm. Oh, I I love that because the overwhelm can be so heavy for people at times. And I you have to have hope Mm -hmm. for something better to happen or else you are going to stay in that struggle. So thank you. And you also have an acronym, ARISE, ARISE from Overwhelm. Can you tell us what what does that stand, what does it mean? Yeah, so it's actually the process that I take my clients through. And it's, I developed that from my book. I didn't know at the time that's what I was doing, but it was funny with one of my editors, um, one of the very first people read my book, she was like, it it's predictable. Like, how are you coming out of all these situations? Okay. (laughs) You know, and I'm like, I don't know. And so I just kind of writing the book was able to look back on it and be like, Oh, I, I had developed this, like God had given me this blueprint for how to overcome these overwhelming obstacles. And the, you know, the first thing we do is deal with those afflictions, those hard storms in your life, all those troubling things you have to acknowledge them and honor them for what they're doing in your life because they're there for a purpose and you have to honor that purpose, right? And then it's revelation. That's the R because God will reveal what he wants you to do, what he's calling you to do, who he's calling you to become. 
And so it's that vision for your life of, okay, this is what I want. You have to be able to see into the future of who you want to be, who the best version of yourself is. And then you kind of reverse engineer the steps that you need to start taking right now to live into that, right? I is your inherent needs. Those are your non-negotiables. One of my eyes is playtime. <laughs> That's important to me. That matters. It affects me. That's an inherent need in my life. The S is for your strengths. And especially we as women, we tend to shy away from that. No, it's time to own our strengths. Like they were given to us for a purpose. And it's time to step into that. Don't shy away from what you're strong in, you know, because using those strengths is not using those strengths is going to be a disservice, not only to yourself, but to those who are in your circle. And the E stands for ethos. And that's your, your spirit of community, the importance of being around like-minded and like valued individuals, like being a part of masterminds and stuff like that. It, it is so crucial in growing and maturing in, in your faith and in your life. Oh, I couldn't, if I didn't have you guys in this, what this has done for me over the last few months, it's huge. It's, it's enormous. It's priceless. It's priceless. priceless. Absolutely. Yes. And if any of you are not in a group or a mastermind and want to reach out to Julian or myself, please do. Because if it's changed my life at this point, it can absolutely change yours. And just having a coach or a mentor like Julian or myself, reach out. This is what we do. We want to encourage, inspire, educate, and just empower you to get through these obstacles of life because we've been there. We've walked, we've walked paths it hasn't always been pretty <laughs> as Julianne's story is telling us. And that's what we want for you to get you addicted to the climb right. because the climb is happening. I mean, right. you're either going to get on it or you're going to stay in the same place and look back and say, what have I been doing for the last five, 10 years? Right. And that's in every area, your health, fitness, relationships, you know, f- start evaluating where you are and make a change, do something right now is the time, right? You're home more. We're all home more. Like you said, I mean, we have more time and, you know, instead of going to Netflix, take time for yourself, figure out what you want, get into prayer. Right. You know, faith is very, very important Yeah. and and reach out to us. But so Julianne, what are you working on right now in your business? What is your business all about? So I, I have my book, The Water Walker, um, and then I am actually going to be starting a podcast next year, which I'm super excited about, um, and it is all about Arise, uh, Women of Faith in the Marketplace, because there's this, um, like women, especially talking about money and faith together, it's been so taboo, <laughs> you know, like it's, shh, don't talk about that, I'm like, no, we talk about it. You know what I mean? Like we, we need to get more money in the hands of the good girls. You know what I mean? Amen. And so that's what, that's what next year is holding for me. And then, um, I, I have my one-on-one coaching and I'll actually be starting a group coaching program next year in the first quarter of next year. Amazing. I'm so excited about your podcast. Yay, thank you. you can come on and be a guest. <laughs> yes, I would love to. I would absolutely love to. This has been so 
I mean, I just am on another level right now, just after hearing your story and, you know, the power inside you and and the strength that you have. I just applaud you in so many ways. I mean, as a mom, just doing what you're doing when you get off this call right now and what your day is going to look like. I just, I'll be praying for you. And you <laughs> have you. a lot on your plate. You do. And I'm just so proud. And I just feel so blessed that we're friends. And I, yes. I am, I, I just, and you already answered my next question, which is basically, I ask everyone, what are you climbing towards next? Yeah. And so I heard your business part. What are you climbing towards next in your family life? Do you have anything planned out? Well, we're done with the kids, Kelly. <laughs> That's yeah, I was going to say one more time. Are you going to try one oh, more time? I got those organs removed. Um, <laughs> but in our, I mean, in our family, we're just focused on um, really growing in our relationship with the Lord and the relationship that we have with each other. Because if any of you out there that have multiple kids understand that they, they love differently, they learn differently, they interact differently. And so the, this unknown territory of navigating how to love this individual as an individual, you know, they're known as the quads, the quads, the quads, the quads, but they're four individuals. You know, they all, they have different tastes. They have different everything. When they were babies, when they came out of the womb, they all had a different cry. You know, they all had a different smell to them that it just, we are all our own unique individual self. And again, that just proves just how, how creative God is. And, um, but one thing I want to leave with your listeners on being addicted to the climb is that you will encounter obstacles, but you get to choose whether those obstacles are stumbling blocks or stepping stones. And that is your choice that you get to make. And if you're addicted to the climb, you need to choose to see them as stepping stones to get to that next level. Wow. I love that. Obstacles can either be stumbling blocks or stepping stones. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is definitely... It's a writer downer. It's a writer downer. <laughs> I'm writing away. I'm, I'm taking so many notes today. You have no idea. I have papers everywhere in front of me, if you could see it. But Julianne, thank you so much for sharing all of this. It's amazing. You Again, you just are a woman of strength to me. And where can people find you if they want to reach out? Um, I'm on Instagram at the Julianne Kirkland or Facebook, Julianne Kirkland or my website, JulianneKirkland.com. <laughs> I love it. It's perfect. It's nice and easy. Really simple there, people. There you go. <laughs> I love the easy, the easy ones. <laughs> what do you prefer, Instagram or Facebook? Uh, either. I'm, I'm on both. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for being a guest today. Thank Thanks you for, for the conversation. Me. It was so beautiful. And I just hope it resonated with some of the women out there that are moms and maybe they're in the midst of a struggle. There's hope. There's hope, guys. You just have to believe it, believe in yourself and grow your faith. So 
Thanks so much. And until next week, you guys just keep on climbing. If you love this episode, make sure you guys tag me. And because I appreciate you all so much, I am offering you 10% off my course, Addicted to the Climb. You can find that on my website, kellytyan.com. Make sure to spell it K-E-L-L-E-Y-T-Y-A-N. Until the next time, keep on climbing.